What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio. The best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is November 17, 2020. You are listening to the scoreboard brought to you by Anchor. This is a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. We're glad that you're here to join us because you could have been anywhere else. And for that, we appreciate you. We're your hosts, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and the Arcade, Ryan K. Back from a vacation. How are you doing, my man? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, Just, uh, you know, just kind of relaxing. Try, try, trying to coast, I like you know, yeah. into the new year because we yeah. got, we yeah. got, we got a couple of more shows like you know to do mm-hmm. before we go out for Christmas. Yeah, break. yeah, yeah. Show enough, and uh, you know we got a, you know we're gonna try to finish out the year strong and just like uh, you know 2020 sucked ass, but uh, you know I've made it my personal goal to try to be better and do better at the tail end of the year and just be a better version of myself and be the kind of person that I can be proud of. You know, because the thing is, it's cool, like, when your friends are proud of you and they're proud of the sort of person you are. And, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you shouldn't necessarily be, like, fishing for compliments all the time. Don't be a bitch. And, and, like, you shouldn't have to have your friends tell you they're proud of you all the time to build up your self-esteem. You need to be proud of you. And you need to be responsible for your own Mm self-esteem to an extent. And you need to take ownership of those sorts of things. And for me, that's been a big part of the process to finish this year up. Because I've always known I was a pretty decent person. I was pretty well thought of, not to be too much of an egomaniacal piece of shit. But um, my friends think pretty well of me. And, you know, like, you know, people tell me they're proud of me. But at the same time, it's been more important for me to be proud of myself. Yeah. And I want to be making the kind of moves and living the sort of life that makes me proud to be me every day. Yeah. And that's kind of the way that I've been trying to operate and the kind of mindset I've been trying to have. And it's it's helped, man. It's helped. You know, so like I said, not to get too uh, Motivation. motivational and too philosophical to start out the show. But the moral of the story is trying to finish out 2020 strong. 
Um, because because Lord knows I like it. It's, it was a terrible year, but you know you 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 have a couple months. You can reclaim uh, these last couple of months for or, yourself, or a, month, or a month and a half. That's what I'm saying. Like you can try to reclaim the last month and a half or, for or, yourself, or, or at least start off, start off, uh, finish strong. Finish strong to start off strong for next year. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or like so, if you got some stuff uh, like in place, I like you know, I like put it into action. Yeah, just, just take action. Yeah, that's 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 what's important, man. Yeah, for that's sure. just what that's just what's important. So, um, we have a great show for you guys. I like we got a lot of questions. We're gonna be hell uh, yeah. We're gonna be talking about the Terrence Crawford shit because like let's you know, people, go uh, because uh like you know people have been asking us questions about us you know chris paul got traded we're gonna get into that you know what i'm saying uh oh yeah mike tyson and roy jones are gonna be fighting in two weeks i don't care i don't know how excited we are about that i like I, not, yeah, at no, all, not, really. not at all like you know something else i'm not excited about is dennis schroeder being a laker we'll get to that later <laughs> yeah we'll get to that later a lot of stuff in the show a lot, a lot of show, a lot of stuff in the show like you know russell westbrook doesn't want to play with james harden i don't James Harden doesn't want to be Play, in the uh, Houston anymore. It seems so, like so we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that later. But first, uh, like you know, uh, like the prime time games in the NFL. You know, let's start with the Thursday night game with the Colts beating the shit out of the fucking Titans. The that Titans. was crazy because that game actually was pretty tight, and then it just wasn't. It was weird. Like it was <laughs> like like it was a competitive game, and then just like okay, special teams. Like like so so I was sitting there and um I um. I was watching the game, and I got a phone call, and I, I think I got a phone call from my friend Blake, or my friend, or I, that might have been the night I went and video chatted with my friend Alicia. She lives out in Vegas. So, something to, took from my attention, Yeah, you know, for a little bit, and um, the next thing I fucking know, the Colts are beating the shit out of the Titans. Like, I missed, like, the part where that happened. Yeah. Like I said, because it was a competitive game. Both these teams have really good defenses. The Colts have quietly amassed a top five defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Quietly, people don't talk about that shit enough. They don't. I like. I said they got a they got a top five defense, and they're, they got one of the best O lines in the league. Yeah, they do. I mean, the thing is, I tell you, um, Philip Rivers is. Old. Is old and plays like he's old and can't pull out of a driveway. Y'all, man, him and his seventy-four kids. God <laughs> damn, bro! Just pull out one time and he's just like, one, he, just, uh, he he just he just sleeps in the pussy. He just dude, like, he just like he just, he just lays there. Like you know, like wait a minute, like like Jimmy the Superfly Snooker. He just like shit. spreads out. <laughs> shit, shit. You already know, man. You already know, like my. So you know, it's no nut November right now. You know, Phil Rivers ain't yeah, playing yeah. that shit. <laughs> Bruh. He said, "No nut November." What yeah. the hell is that? Yeah, he's like, "No nut." I ain't, I ain't heard of that. What is that? <laughs> shit. I've never heard of that. Po- I've never heard of that. I've never, I've never heard of that Pokemon or that football team. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. He's, he's no, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That man and his 47 kids, <laughs> fucking. This man about to. This man. This man. Whole ass trying to make his own football team. Yeah. The Rivers is. The Rivers. I'm telling you, he got enough kids almost to do it, bro. I'm All telling right. you. Shoot, like he has enough kids all to go one on one with the Los Angeles Lakers. That shit. Man, he got it. Man, he got it. He got enough kids to have a fucking full like rotation. Yeah. Like a fucking bench. Yeah. He got enough kids to have like five spot in a bench. Yeah. Fuck that. Jesus Christ. Christ. 
Dude, you got to do better. That, that's why he's 100 years old still playing in the league. Yeah, man. You got to – boy, that's a lot of college checks. He's going to be – tuition checks that man going to be cutting in his life, bro. I'm I, telling, ho- I hope he saved well. Man, shit. If he if he saved the way he pulled out, then he's fucked. But uh, <laughs> so, so straight up, like I said, this was a good game, and then it just wasn't um, – I don't know what the fuck happened in it. Like I said – I was, like, I was like, when the Colts scored 14 on the points in the, like in the third quarter, that's what happened. All right, straight, straight. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Well, actually, the 21 unanswered points. Oh, shit. I like okay. it was the Titans weren't able to score, and they got shut out in the second half. Ah, I like and usually and usually when I was looking at the stat line and usually when Derrick Henry has I was thinking if you look at the stat line you would think if Derrick Henry had you know what I'm saying 19 carries for like 103 yards usually they probably win that game probably because, because they're they're controlling the clock and they're playing their style of football but that wasn't the case yeah I mean you know and it's funny because I know the Titans have lost like four of their last like they started out five and zero. Oh. And then they've they, they, ever since they lost to the Steelers, all like that it's kind of went downhill. Yeah, from it's there. went a little downhill, but yeah, uh, like just a little bit because it's they're not, still, yeah, they're, they're still, still very good. Yeah, they're they're still playing competitive football. It's just one of those type of things, like you know, injuries and like you know, little yeah. mistakes here and there. And I'm pretty yeah. sure Mike Vrabel and the crew will uh yeah will shore those things up. Yeah, for sure. If you're a Colts fan, um, I think that you're realistically you look at this team. And you're hoping that Eason is the guy and that he can maybe learn some stuff from Rivers because the thing is, Rivers don't have a lot of gas left in the tank. Like, he's well, not, like, shit or anything. Or, or or you can call the Jets up and, like, you know, trade for Sam Darnold. Honestly, they should be a team looking to, looking to go get Sam Darnold. We're, like, real talk. Like, they, they them and the Bears, there are a few teams yeah. that should be on the phone about Sam Darnold. Um, you know, like I said, there are, there are quite a few teams, but that actually would be a pretty good fit for them, I think. And I think Sam Darnold would be put in a sixth, uh, position to succeed after yeah. that too. So um, yeah, I think I think it's an interesting kind of proposition. Oh, and it's crazy they're quietly six and three. So yeah, very quietly. I, like I like I said, you know, nobody's really talking about them. I like it. I like it. Nobody thought they would be challenging for this division. Everybody was giving it to Tennessee. So yeah, exactly. And here we are, man. Here we are. See, here we are, because I, because the Houston Texans are dead in dead in the water. I like you know, I like I feel bad from Mandation. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, sad, so, sad times. Sad times. So going on to like the uh, the Sunday night game. Well, which a couple of years ago this would have been game busters, not so much now. Well, it was funny too, man, because it was a quality game, but the problem was that just the rain came down, and it was fucking crazy because it was at the end of the game. And Bill Belichick, it's a, like people were clowning him. They're like, yo, we got to call Bill Belichick. He got this weather control. <laughs> and it was like like the Ravens were making their last drive to try to like tie it up. Yeah. Or like win the game or whatever. And um, fucking the rain came down like torrentially. Yeah. Like on that last drive. Like it wasn't really raining that hard when they, they went and scored. Yeah. But when the Ravens got the ball to try to go tie the game up or like, you know, with a touchdown and yeah. then win it with the extra point, the rain just came down crazy. Like it was fourth down and Lamar Jackson hit the dude. Like it was a first down, hit the dude right in the fucking hands and he dropped it. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And it was just insane. And uh, it was a good bounce back game for Cam Newton. Um, it was a good bounce back game for the Patriots defense. Um, they they'd been getting picked on a good bit, but I like you know they they got uh, they got two uh, 
Listen, which I gotta I gotta make fun of you Ravens fans just for the mere fact. Not the ones that stay in Baltimore because they fuck with us heavy and we fuck with y'all. I'm talking about like, you know, some of the other ones that I've seen. Cause they were making jet jokes talking about how like, oh, we gotta finish what the Jets didn't. Well you, well like well well I got something for you because I do have a place called the Scoreboard Bar and Grill where I where I am the owner and the sole proprietor and the cook and the arcade is a manager and you guys got yourself a booth table where I can serve you some hot L's because that's exactly what the fuck you got and what you guys have been receiving for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, man. Now, I will say this. Y'all's offensive coordinator, bruh, y'all got to do something about that play calling, which it seemed to be a little bit better in this game. Where the fuck was the run game? I know I, like, I know, like, I know, Bill Belichick t- takes what you do best, mm-hmm. like, you know, it takes it away from you. But the mere fact that, like, as great and as electric the, as uh, Lamar Jackson is, I don't want him to be my leading rusher. The, the, yeah, I agree. The defensive adjustments that Belichick has made, very good. Um, I was very impressed, and they had a guy. They have a guy that's emerged as a number one corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephon Gilmore's hurt. Yeah, yeah, because Stephon Gilmore's out with COVID still, and uh, so they they did really well with that. Um, you know, Bel- Belichick always seems to find these guys out of nowhere that nobody wants. Yeah, man, and he just does a good job. He's a good coach. I mean, as much as I don't love the guy, like I'm just tired of him. But like they. Like I said, Cam Newton had a rushing touchdown, I'm pretty sure. Maybe another one, one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he looked a little bit more like what yeah. you would expect. Yeah. You know, because, you know, he had COVID and then, you know, that just didn't look right for a, a few weeks there. Um, yeah, and they were able to control the control the, uh, the run game on the ground. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. They're... I, like, I like, and that's what you have to do. I like, you know, to maximize uh, what Cam Newton does well, you have to be able to control the line of scrimmage, and you got to have a solid run game. I like with him and with, with, with your stable of running backs. Because with that, you can be able to uh, you can be able to utilize the play-action pass. What what little play-action pass you guys have, because in fact, you guys don't have no receivers. I'll so. say, man, the biggest problem with the Patriots is Jesus. Which, but both of these teams, man. Now, I they both of these teams have one good receiver, and it's crazy. Now, well, the, the Pats' one good receiver is like 38 years old. Yeah, Julian Edelman, old as hell. And like you know, on Holly, there's only so much you can ask. Hollywood Brown. Brown. I watched Hollywood Brown literally at one point in this game. Lamar was looking for him, and there was safety help over the top, and they just rode his ass out of bounds. There was nothing they could do about it. Yeah, like it's just like man, like there's just you. This is your one receiver, mm-hmm. and that's all you got. You got Hollywood Brown, and now, granted, they do a good job of utilizing tight ends. Mm-hmm. You know, Andrews is a very good tight mm-hmm. end, quietly uh, one of the best tight ends in the league. No one talks about it. I saw but, like it, like, and that's what Bill Belichick does, man. Like, like take your. I remember, I remember there's like this footage of Chad Johnson, and like, and Bill Belichick, like sitting there talking when you play for the Bengals, and he was sitting there saying, he said, you might as well, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, you know, have you, you so you might. As, he told Chad Johnson, you might. As well like you know take it easy today because you're not about to do anything he's like what you mean coach he said we're gonna have safety help on top of you we're gonna w all game so basically you're not gonna do anything so you might as well just take it easy like you know like you know have your jersey clean and all that he said dang you're not gonna let me go one-on-one not once coach he was like nah man He was like well damn i'll we'll see you i'll see you after the game they were just chit-chatting yeah he was that, like, that he, footage he, is really funny that that's if you've never seen that go look at that shit yeah, up. he it's was funny. like he was like damn i was hoping i was gonna do something today yeah <laughs> Yep. Like, he was joking, but he was being so serious. (laughs) Yep. Yep. It was the same thing with Hollywood Brown. Like, you know, who who has emerged as a really good player. I like now, hopefully he's not the head case that his cousin Antonio is. Nah. 
I like, you know, but, you know, like if he bees on the right trajectory, he's going to be a really good player in this yeah. league. Yeah. Really so, good player in this so league. So, like I said, um, you know, it was unfortunate that the weather kind of had an impact late. But, you know, but, shit happens. But they were in New England. What the fuck you expect? Yeah, that's a shithole to go play at. Um, like, especially when Tom Brady was there. Ref ball like crazy. Like, you know, speaking of shithole. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> my yeah. horrible ass team. The Vikings and the Chicago Bears. I fucking hate watching the Vikings play this year. It is awful. It can't be no worse than me watching no, the Jets nothing, play. No, nothing. Dude, listen. Y'all are the worst team. That, that's, this isn't a pissing contest. Fucking, um, like, the Jets are the worst thing in football like jesus christ we know i mean but but you're complaining after a win (laughs) yes but that's what's frustrating like we're in this dead dead zone right now we're we're this dead that was a great no hope movie that yeah we're in this like no hope weird situation right now so we were one in five and we are now four and five And it's just like, what the fuck is this? Are you tanking? Tank! But the, what are you doing? It, and it, then, and then, uh, it, it, it was crazy how, like, you know, a couple weeks ago, the arcade was like, I'm the colonel of the motherfucking tank. And now this. It pisses me off! Gas up! Drive it into the core of the earth! Tank! Tank! Motherfucker! And then they and then they don't do it. And then okay, like cool. Like I, listen, there's expanded playoffs, and like God damn it, I hate our fucking fans. They are so stupid. Like when we beat the Packers a few weeks ago, I was like, "You've got to be shitting me." I was like, "I'm not gonna remember two years from now when we beat the Packers. I don't care about that game." <laughs> I care that we had a chance to possibly draft a generational talent at quarterback, and we're not going to. And then now, <laughs> we need O-line help. We're slowly fucking ourselves out of that. And we're probably like, we need, like, Zimmer. Zimmer's going to be horny for defense like he always horny is. Horny for defense. Like. H-O-D. No, H-F-D. Horny for defense. He's just horny on main for fucking defense. He's a dumb, he's a dumb piece of shit. Like, we're just like, and okay, we're going to have this expanded playoffs, and we're, we're, we're going to fuck around and have a chance to be like 7-5 and five before we play the Buccaneers. Like, because we're, we're in a part of, so the uh, next yeah, three like, games. And, that, and that's not a guaranteed loss for y'all either. <laughs> no. We're in the next, like, the next three games we have are against the Panthers, the Jaguars, and the Cowboys. And every one of those teams are pretty sorry. I hope the Jaguars beat y'all. <laughs> I hope they do too. God damn. But like so so we have a very legit chance to be seven and five. And then we could end up the year being like nine and seven or something. And like I am so frustrated because it's like I just don't fucking understand. Cause like like why this team is the way it is like the defense is getting better despite the fact we have a hundred corners hurt it's insane um our special teams might be the worst in the league it's ridiculous we had two punts blocked last week we had a (laughs) kick return touchdown this week we had a mishandled snap for an extra point like it's insane how bad our special teams are um fucking 
I just honestly like get the difference between the Bears and you is like your guys' the quarterback is slightly better. No, the different the di- the difference is that we have better players on offense outside of court. The quarterback position is a wash. Nick Foles isn't great. Kirk Cousins isn't either. Justin Jefferson is a man. Adam Thielen is a man. Dalvin Cook is a man. Kirk Cousins has to... You could give Kirk Cousins four Jerry Rices and he wouldn't succeed. (laughs) You know what I mean? You could clone Jerry Rice four times and Kirk Cousins wouldn't win with that. Mm. He's a dumbass. Like, I just, I hate him with everything I have. He's now 1-8 on Monday Night Football, guys. Co-congratulations. What a fucking accomplishment. You know what? Give him the MVP, guys. He won a Monday Night Football game. He sucks. I wish he was dead. Every day, I hope and pray he gets hit by a bus, and it never happens. And, like, so. Because you want it to happen too much. So, here's the thing. Real talk. I was talking to you off air. One of the most frustrating things is there's no hope right now. There's no, like, any fan that thinks this is a Super Bowl caliber team with this guy at quarterback is high on crack. Who the hell is saying that? I'm just saying there's no hope right now. And, like, we are stuck with this guy's contract. And we're winning enough to ensure that we're not going to have a crack at an upper-tier quarterback. Well, okay, can I, can, I be like, can I be like devil's advocate? Cause you know, go, have, go, go you for it. You've some people on the left saying, like, well, because I tell you this all the time. i like, you kind of had to considering the fact you let Stephon Diggs go. Yeah, it like, is you guys, You guys chose Kirk Cousins over Stephon Diggs. I wish we Diggs. hadn't. Wish we hadn't, but we had to. The second, the second that we did that to to franchise tag a safety, we should have just let walk. By the way, um, the and, second we did that, yeah, it was uh, like, and that's another thing. And people would be like, you know, you guys only had him for three years. You guys could have been wash your hands with him after this season. Yeah, we could have, and now we're stuck with him two more years. It's fucking retarded. I hate I mean, it. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're not, if you ain't have a chance against Trevor, uh, to get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields anyway, why not keep him? Dude, it just, it fucking, it kills me, man. Because, like, he's he's not it. And, like, we're in quarterback hell and we're in cap hell. And it's because of him. And I hate him. And there's nothing I can do about it. Like, I just have to watch this fucker go out and lose against good teams. And then die, like, like carve up bad teams and be the garbage time stat lord. Like... I fucking hate him. He's the worst. I, he's the worst. And like I said, it just frustrates me. Like, I can't enjoy anything about this season. When we lose, we, even though it's for the tank, we're still losing. And I didn't think, I thought the whole time it was a pipe dream that we were going to draft a quarterback. Like, I thought it the entire time that it was a pipe dream. But I was hoping that maybe it could happen. And so, but I'm having to watch my team lose and pull for that, and it sucks, and I hate it. But I'm, I'm like, ah, let's just get it over with and rip the band-aid and then fix our franchise for the next 15 years, and then, so we don't, we don't do that, right? And then, <laughs> well, I'm having to watch us win these games, and I don't think this team is good because they're not. They're not good. <laughs> they're not. It's insane. I have to watch this mediocre product. And I have to watch our fucking whole Whole Foods 
fucking ignorant ass fans on Twitter. Oh yeah, don't you know we're gonna turn it around? Don't you know? You and I'm like, y'all are the dumbest motherfuckers. You sound like a Packer fan. Yeah, d- d- fuck them too. But I'm just saying, they're just they're idiots. Our fans are idiots. They're so relentlessly optimistic and so okay with a mediocre product. Dude, it no. makes me want to kill. You you said you sound like me whenever the Jets traded Jamal Adams. Dude, I'm just it's ridiculous. Like so, we, so, so basically, you're saying like you know the fans don't put the uh the franchise on notice. No, I like it. Yeah, your franchise is a lot like mine. I like just for the mere fact that you know, I like you, your fans are so damn stupid, just like Jets fans that you know. Yes, I like, and they feel like oh the team over everybody that like the team can put mediocre product or whack ass product out there that you guys are going to continue to do it because you guys will never uphold this fucking franchise accountable ever, dude. Again. Ever because you feel like everything that they do is the fucking gospel. Dude, again, like I said, it just I like how we st- how we ended up getting a Super Bowl is fucking beyond me. Dude, again, there is it just everything feels like futility this season. No outcome for the Minnesota Vikings is good. Okay. So you have three so you have three outcomes, right? You don't win another fucking game this season. You go 4 and Fucking what is it? Twelve. Twelve. Or it's thirteen because we got seventeen games. And that, that, and that's just not gonna happen. But okay, even if you do, you're 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 already probably outside of the realm of taking a quarterback. Already, you're already outside. You've already fucked that up because the Redskins are worse than you. The Cowboys are worse than you. Who you have to play, by the way? The Jaguars are worse than you, and you have to play them, by the way, too. The Panthers. The Panthers are worse than you, maybe. The Lions. And you have to play them. The Lions aren't going to take a quarterback, but um, so you you fucked yourself out of getting a quarterback. The the the, uh, the Falcons already. Falcons weren't going to take a quarterback either, and the Falcons beat you head to head already, so it doesn't matter. So um, so but you you're sitting there and you're like, okay, you lose every game and you can't take a quarterback anyway, so that's fucking frustrating mm-hmm. because there are teams that are worse than you, and that's not going to happen. Okay, okay, realistically, looking at your schedule, you have I think we play the Saints. I think we play the Buccaneers, and then we play the Bears again, and we play the, um, we have Detroit, and then we have that crap stretch that I'm talking about. Realistically, what's probably going to happen is you're going to end up being 6-10, 7-9, 8-8, or 9-7. That's what your record's going to look like. Okay, cool. So, with the expanded playoff being what it is, you might get in. No, la di da. Congratulations, you're an eight and eight team, and you made the playoffs. Guess what's about to happen to you? You're about to get fucking bounced with visceral authority by a team that's much better than you. Congratulations, you have the 18th overall pick in the draft in the first round. Cool, cool shit, cool shit. Hey, good job having the 18th overall pick in the draft. You did it, fellas. I mean, you act like you don't have Rich Spielman, you guys. Like, you know, I do like Rich. Out. I do like Rick Spielman, but it's just a fucking quarterback, man. Every position on I've reached a point to where I am so frustrated with our quarterback woes that I think I've gotten to the point, and I know this is head ass as fuck. <laughs> Every position except quarterback is almost irrelevant, in my opinion, because it ends and begins there. Every elite 
perennial contender has a fucking quarterback. And I don't care how much you're fucking failing as a franchise. Look at the Seahawks and how shitty they have been in retooling their defense, getting a running back, and and an offensive line, and Russell Wilson just fucking makes it work. And granted, he had a rough night fucking Sunday, but what the fuck ever. Mm -hmm. Look at how different the Cardinals appear. Because they... With Kyler Murray. And look Deion, how, and look, But look at how different that franchise appears. Look at how good the Texans have been the last several seasons. In spite of Bill O'Brien being the dumbest motherfucker in the world. And their franchise is set back. But you still have Deshaun Watson, who's one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. And you have him secured long term. You can rebuild and figure it out. What about Patrick Mahomes out there in Patrick KC? Mahomes fucking completely altered the destiny of a franchise that had not done shit in since, about decades. In decades. So now granted Andy Reid did a good job of rebuilding and retooling and stuff and he's a great coach and Alex Smith and that that, that was a cool situation out in Kansas City. But it got a lot better. Better. And now that the Chiefs are in prime position to run rough shot over the NFL for the next 15 years. Or at least the next 10. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're in great position to do that. The Packers have been relevant and competitive for a decade plus. 20, two decades. Two decades. About, about 20, about, about, as, about as long as I've been alive. If, them you, if been... you want to be perennially competitive in this league, you have to and, have a fucking quarterback. And, and these motherfuckers are blessed. These motherfuckers had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back. Yes. But again, you have to have a fucking quarterback. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I just look at it, and I've gotten to the point to where I almost think that on a given year, when you have a high enough prospect, I think that tanking is real, and I think every team should do it. (laughs) I, I think every team that sucks should fucking absolutely fucking plunge their franchise into hell. And figure it the fuck out. That's what the Eagles did for Carson Wentz. That's what I'm saying, man. They got a Super Bowl out of it. I like Randy. Nick Foles finished the job. They got the Super Bowl. Bowl. That's all I'm saying. It's just... Listen, and the thing is, too, look at how good Justin Herbert's looked. He looks awesome. Look how good Joe Burrow's looked. Yeah, Joe Burrow's looked pretty good. Tua's looked amazing. Tua's looked really good. And the Dolphins have been rebuilding forever. Yeah. They've been rebuilding since Dan Marino retired. Oh, uh, they might have like their franchise quarterback since Dan Marino. It matters. It, it matters. fucking matters, dude. That's why the Jets have been doo doo butter for so long. Mm-hmm. Where have y'all's franchise quarterbacks been? Oh, the, 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 and now granted, they don't just grow on fucking trees. They don't. You know, you you have to get kind of lucky. I get it, but Jesus fuck, <laughs> where's our luck? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Fran Tarkenton, <laughs> and then nothing. Like, are you serious? Like, and then Dante Culpepper tears his knee up. Tommy Kramer tears his knee up. Teddy Bridgewater tears his knee up. Like, it's insane. Randall Cunningham was old. Randall Cunningham was old. Warren Moon was old. Brett Favre was old. What are you talking about? It's insane. <laughs> and again, you know, the other side of that coin is, oh, look at the Lions. The fucking Lions. Well, okay, but there's a difference between being so inept, 
Because the Lions have picked in the top ten for years. Yeah. And it don't have a damn thing to do with Stafford. Really. Nothing. Don't have a damn thing to do with Matthew It has more to do with them being inept. They're just idiots. They suck. And so, like, that's all I'm saying, man. I've hit a, I've hit a wall with this. I just, I don't know what to do anymore. I can't enjoy Vikings <laughs> games. I'm just fucking exasperated. I'm exasperated. I'm like games and I don't care. And we're losing games. I don't care. It's awful. I hate it. I need it to stop. It's fucking agony. And I don't, I, I don't know what to do about it. Because a few years ago, I could lie to myself and be like, all right, cool, maybe Cousins is the guy. And then last year, it was like, no. And then, you know, the beginning of, like, last year kind of showed me he wasn't the guy. But then he wins against the Saints. And I don't fucking know. And then the start of this year, I would throw Kirk Cousins into the fucking sun if I could. <laughs> he sucks. I hate him. The end. The end. Like, I just and no one. If any of you fucking Vikings fans say he's good, you are fucking part of the problem. And I hope you get beat to death with a fucking sledgehammer. Fuck all of you two. You're stupid as hell. Dumber than the fuck. I can't stand you. <laughs> uh, co- uh, coming up next, another person at the arcade can't stand, uh, like Russell Westbrook, like said, said that he Trash. doesn't want he doesn't want to play with James Hart, uh, Hart no more, and apparently James Hart doesn't want to be in Houston no more. So we'll get into that drama, all that and more, and with our quote of the week next on the scoreboard on Anchor. I was sick and tired of having terrible dates. I've tried other dating websites before and could never find a match. Honestly, I was about to give up. Never in a million years did I think I'd ever find him. Well, with GiveUpAndSettle.com, that can all end today. Hands down the best dates I ever had. They sent me more matches than I could ever need. They showed me the way, and I finally found him. Here at GiveUpAndSettle.com, we believe there's someone in the world that is perfect for you, and we're here to help you get over the fact that you're never going to meet that person. We hate each other so much. I can't even look at him because I hate his face. We're not even gay. And we both are. With our highly advanced matchmaking system known as the Personality Aptitude Placement Enrollment Research by Algorithmic Groupings, also known as Papier Bog, we will find you a near-to-perfect match within seconds. I searched gamer and girl and got a 50% match. I hate snakes, but I did ask for a man that was charming. I was always into the shy and quiet type, and that's exactly what I got. I type in how smart, successful, good-looking I am on other dating sites and still never found a match. First try on GiveUpAndSettle.com. Perfect match. I typed in black girls as my preference, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the best speller. So I wasn't surprised when I showed up to my first date and saw nothing but a black grill. I'm not picky, I just asked for the hottest match they could find. Our love will continue to burn brighter than it. Nothing wrong with black match. She's still smoking. Ha! People used to tell me there should be violins playing for me at all times because I was such a sad person. That's why I went on to give up and settle and ask for someone cheerful, optimistic, violin-free. Almost a perfect match. I got a chair full of domestic violence for me. Close enough. 
We all know there's a lot of fish in the sea, but there's also a lot of people on land. You don't have to resort to fish yet. Just sign up to GiveUpAndSell.com and find the settling soulmate you never even knew you wanted. We promise you, you will not regret it unless you do. It's completely free, money back guarantee. So what have you got to lose? Sign up, give it a try. You might get a virus. GiveUpAndSell.com. We'll see you there. See for yourself and find your perfect match today. It's fast. It's fun. It's not a real site. GiveUpAndSell.com. So thank you guys again so much for watching. If you want to see last week's video, click the one on the left. If you want to see bloopers in behind the scenes, click the one on the right. And if you want to go to giveupandsettle.com, click the one on the bottom and find your perfect match today. Day, 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 day. Hey Tyrone, what you doing in Philly? I thought you was in Cali. Man, I was. But then they said we was having an earthquake, so I had to relocate. But come to find out, the only thing was cracking and shaking was your wife ass cheeks when I was fucking along with that stuff. What's up, guys? This is the Scoreboard Quote of the Week, brought to you by nobody, because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things. But as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Booties. They make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. It's that time. It's our quote of the week. Well, boy, we ain't got too many more of these before uh, 2020 is out. So I guess I'll go first because mine has something to do with everything that was going on here. So this dude... Like, I, I forgot what his name was. Like, this dude said, this Rona is getting out of hand. Saying, I seen a, I seen a prostitute with a sign to say, no mask, no ass. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, my quote of the week is goes to the NFL memes page on Twitter. Um, so, on Saturday, Michigan got the shit beat out of them by Wisconsin. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, it was ugly. It was like 40. They got beat like 49 to 11. I remember in the first quarter, they had one yard of offense. Mm -hmm. It was awful. Um, and they just tweeted out, Michigan is tanking for Trevor Lawrence. That shit had me everybody's, me everybody's tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah. Um, so speaking of uh, like you know two guys that are fucking head cases, we got James Harden, trash, and we got Russell Westbrook, trash. somebody that you also don't like. So yeah, man. If you guys haven't been living under a rock, apparently, like this, like this shit is happening. Like I thought a lot of was gonna happen. 
because I didn't think those two together was going to be a good fit. No, I mean they played together back in the day, and they like Whenever it's like it's, like it's like it's like it's like they're cool, but they're both so fucking ball dominant that it just don't work, you know. And James Harden used to not be so ball dominant because he could do everything. Yeah, because I mean he was like he was a he was always a good like scorer that could pass. Yeah, you know, but it facilitate. Was, yeah. He was a better like. I remember when. Um, so I remember when OKC was young. Or me before they broke it up. Yeah. They broke up the band and Harden went to Houston, and then you know Westbrook and KD continued to kind of make it work with know? Serge Ibaka. Yeah, and you know everything was chill. Um, so I remember very specifically. Um, I remember talking to my friend Adonis about it, and we were we were discussing it, and we were talking about you know James Harden probably should be the point guard on this team, yeah. and we're like because he's the better passer of the two, and he's the more willing passer of the mm-hmm. two, and um, we're like you know, and he could kind of defer the scoring because Russell always was trying to attack, mm, he's and play downhill, and he was always trying to score, and he was more of a combo point guard mm-hmm. even then. Yeah. And then Kevin Durant, obviously, Slim Reaper. Was always Kevin Durant. You know, so, uh, you know, it is what it is. But, um, so, that was what we thought about it. And then, you know, obviously, James Harden went to Houston, was the first, second, third, and fourth option there. And his game evolved into what it became, Mm -hmm. into this weird ISO ball handling, just dribble dominant just fucking just I have to have the ball all the time or I'm, I can't, not, or I'm not gonna be effective or I'm not gonna be effective like just well I like I know you hate Russell Westbrook but my thing yes. is I like I have to give him a lot of credit just for the mere fact Russell, Russell Westbrook was willing to come here like you know and be the second option to try to win a championship it didn't work because you got to think. I like whenever he, whatever, whether you dislike Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook or not, whenever he was able to have the ball in his hands and be ball dominant, he was able to do some historic things that nobody else in the league has been able to do. You know what I'm saying? I like, I would say he's done more than James Harden has. You know what I'm saying? As far, as far as like him doing it his way, not to say that that like Russell's like is a better player or this that and the third, but look it up for yourself. Like he's the only man to average a triple double in three straight seasons. I like it. He's a fucking point guard. You know, what I'm saying he's also has an MVP to his mantle as well. So it's just like. So I give him a lot of credit, like, you know, saying for trying it. But we as people also know, like, you know, if you try to do something one way and it don't work, you're going to go want to go to revert back to the way of going back at how things were whenever you was effective. So I can totally see why Russell Westbrook, you know, be like, yo, this isn't going to work out. I applaud him for even trying because I didn't even think he would even want to try. Yeah. So I like I I don't know if that like makes sense to a lot of you guys, but, nah, like, but I mean, it made sense to uh, but it made a lot of sense to me like explaining that to y'all. I, like at least he was willing to try because he that like I don't know he who, put enough of his ego aside and he's a guy with an ego. Like, yeah, let's like, not I, get that twisted. Yeah, like I don't know who the fuck was playing in that Rockets uniform. That wasn't Russell Westbrook. That's that was that was Westbrook Russell. I don't. But I don't, well, and it was funny because like there were times when like he would sit there and he would take over and choose to 
it was funny like watching that team in moments uh because at that at that point you don't know who's the alpha dog yeah and it was funny because there were times when that team worked better when russell westbrook was the alpha Mm -hmm. dog in certain moments but at the same time the biggest problem with westbrook is and always has been his predilection to want to be ball dominant and also be the hero. Yeah. So I talk to people all the time. I'm like, Damian Lillard plays the way that Russell Westbrook wishes he could play. Or he wishes he could be Damian Lillard. He wishes he could be Damian Lillard in terms of just his ability to play hero ball. Or just he wants to be in Damian Lillard's Lillard's situation. That's That's not even what I'm saying. Not even in his situation. He literally wishes that he was clutched the way that Damian Lillard is. And the percept, like the. Without, ability- without, without be implying that Russ isn't clutch. He's not. Not the way Damian Lillard is, but Russ is still kind of clutch. I'm going to tell you something, man. If you ask me which star level players I want shooting shots in the I, 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 I get he that. He is I, at I, the I, bottom. I, I get that, but you know, like the, the notion, like, you know, that Russ. I'm not saying that, listen, I'm not saying that. Oh, I, I, like, so I get a, it, but you but know. But, bro, I, how but, many, okay, how many times have you seen him late in a game in a, in a important possession when his team is up by, like, Okay, his team's up by like I don't know, like two or I, something. I, 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 I also, and he'll also, also, pull up with twenty-two seconds left on the clock. I also get it because he's not the shooter that Dame is. I like if yeah. he was, maybe he could be, but I can't sit here and be like but, whole ass, be like, "Yo, Russ is in clutch." I like that's. I mean, and that's not necessarily even what I'm saying. But he makes bonehead decisions. His oh, decision making oh, like, is terrible. But that's not what you said. I, I get that. But, yeah, but that, but that's part of it. Being clutch is decision making too, as much as it is anything else. Like it's it. Michael Jordan choosing to take on the double team, calling it out, setting up Steve Kerr. Yes, Michael Jordan didn't hit that shot, but that's a clutch play. That's a smart play that he mm-hmm. made. Russell Westbrook can't make that play, and he never does. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook will dribble the ball into two defenders and turn the ball over. Russell Westbrook will pick and roll, rotate over, and shoot a bad three-pointer earlier in the clock. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook will pull up from mid-range when he's been missing all night. Mm-hmm. Russell, the, the decision-making is horrible. Horrible. Some of the worst in the league. Like, but So, like I said, that's what I mean by that. He would love the ability to pull up because those swaggy ass threes Dame Lillard be pulling up from, he'd be pulling up dropping a thirty bomb, mm-hmm. like thirty foot bomb. They go in, like th- those decisions and like those moments. Dame is the most clutch guy in the league, maybe. Russell Westbrook plays and presses late in games like he's that guy, and he's not, mm-hmm. and he's his own worst enemy. Like, in that regard, he mm-hmm. really is. And it's tough. It's tough to win like that. Like, when you have a skill set that's a very unique skill set, mm-hmm. but you haven't adjusted your mental. Like, I remember a few years ago, they asked, like, and he was in a post game, and they said something about, you know, why didn't you drive more? He's like, well, I can drive whenever I want. Then why aren't you doing it, motherfucker? It's easy points. What are you talking about? LeBron says that all the time. Exactly. 
LeBron can drive whenever he wants, but he does. That's the but he does do that. Late in games, when LeBron knows they need a bucket, what does LeBron do? Drive to the fucking basket because he's unguardable. Russell Westbrook don't do that. He pulls up from mid-range. He shoots three. He makes a dumb pass. Turns the ball over. I mean, I get that. That's all, all I, I'm I, saying, man. I get that, but I just find it hard to believe, like, you know, somebody that head-ass could manage to win MVP. and He's a unique that, guy. Yeah, like, he he is that. a he because he is that head-ass. He is that head ass. Uh, cause, cause my thing is like you know, and I and I get the the the, uh, the shit about Russell Westbrook and all that stuff. I'd much rather have Russell Westbrook than James Harden because look, I probably would too. I like, I, like cause y'all, I don't care what nobody says, and I'll take this to my fucking grave. When I watch Russell Westbrook play, I can't sit here and be like that guy's gonna fucking quit on me. He's not. I'll say that. I he's not credit for that. Absolutely. I like. He's not. I like. You know what I'm saying? There's been games where I'd be like, James Harden's really not into it, and like, you know, he just kind of just like, you know what? Fuck this. I like. You know. I like. I don't get that from Russell Westbrook. No. I like. No. There's a lot of deficiencies no. in his game. I like. And, you know, and he gets in his own way a he lot. He gets in his own way a lot, but I can't sit here and be like, like Russ can be clutch, but he's not Dame Lillard clutch. That's a different kind of clutch. It is. But like I said, I think that that's Russ's problem. Is that Russ doesn't mint like Russ is the same guy. Mm-hmm. He hasn't changed. Nothing about him has changed. How has he gotten better? He is what he is. He is what he is. And that's fine. And that's pretty freaking good. And it's pretty great. But how do you like when you have mental deficiencies, mental errors? When you okay, Jimmy Butler this season is a perfect example of a guy understanding. Oh, I'm not shooting particularly well from three this season. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to throw. I'm going to be more of a facilitator kind of guy mm-hmm. this season because this isn't working, and I'm going to focus on getting my teammates more shots, facilitate more for them, and I'm going to operate more in the paint this season. And, How'd that work out for Jimmy Butler? And also, like Jimmy, well. like Jimmy Butler's also been in situations and like had coaches that are willing to put him, or like put make himself accountable. Russell Westbrook That's, never, that Russell no, Westbrook's never, never been accountable. Russell Westbrook's never been in a situation where he's never had to be accountable. Like, granted, it might not be his fault, but he was never put in those situations. You in Miami, y'all like you got to answer to Pat Riley. Like, you're gonna be held accountable if not by Pat Riley, sure as hell by the motherfucker, them dogs in that locker room. That's so true. you know what I'm saying? Like That's he was, true. he was held accountable by Tom Thibodeau. So like you know Jimmy Butler had that structure because even Kevin Durant wasn't even going to hold Russell Westbrook accountable just because like you say like he's, he's not kind that, of a laid back kind of guy. He just kind of his personality. He just kind of a, he's kind of a laid back kind of guy. And Russell Westbrook's he kind of reminds me of Chad Johnson. If you try to like if you try to stifle him, you can't get the best out of him. And that's what Kevin Durant was trying to tell Stephen A. Smith. He was like, ah, you can't hold a guy like that because I, I like you know just because of how he is and everything like that. And you know I want my teammates to be be themselves because if they can't be themselves, you can't get the best out of them. <laughs> no, that's very true. And again, like I said, it's I just man. This experiment was was worth pursuing. I like the talent, like you know, was off the charts. I just knew the chemistry wasn't going to be great. Yeah, the chemistry wasn't going to be great. And then Mike D'Antoni is the coach. Yeah, 
That's terrible. Also, I, I knew it was, I knew it wasn't gonna work. I like James Harden couldn't even make it work with Chris Paul, really. And Chris Paul is probably one of the greatest point guards I have probably seen in my lifetime. Yeah, and look at the job Chris Paul did with OKC. He did such a good job that the Suns traded for him. I like, and the mere fact, like you know, what I'm saying James Harden doesn't like to be held accountable either, just because mm-hmm. that's why him and Chris Paul didn't like each other because Chris Paul was gonna hold you accountable. Yeah, if, no, Paul, if nobody else was gonna hold you accountable, he was gonna he was gonna do it. Chris nobody pa- else was gonna do Chris it. Chris Paul tears in the motherfucker's asses he don't play he don't play at all no so like i knew that wasn't gonna work so just like Mm -hmm. i like it like just just that just a just a shit i like just it's all had to do with mental for me like you know what i'm saying but and whenever you're putting teams together you got to figure out how guys are going to fit like a mesh you know what i'm saying with like you know with was with everything like you know there was no good cop bad cop just like it was like how the bulls like you know built their team like michael Jordan was the bad cop but he was also the best player on the fucking planet and you had scotty pippen who was a bad cop like you know what i'm saying when jordan tore into your ass scotty was just there to put his arm around you like it's gonna be all right don't even be worried about that just continue to do your thing yeah i like there was none of that going on like you know what i'm saying so, like and especially with the guy we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about next like you know james harden who wants to go to the like the brooklyn nets why the fuck does he want to go to the brooklyn nets you know okay so I, I get I know why he wants to go to the Brooklyn Nets. I want to know why the Brooklyn Nets. We I, I, I don't. There's no. There, do there's that. no reason for them mm-hmm. to pursue this. I, so okay. So Bamani Jones made a great point on Twitter. He said the big problem here is Harden and Kyrie are both ball stoppers. You think Durant is rehabbing to stand in the corner watching Harden dribble? No. And that's a great. That's a great point. That's a no. fu- that's a fantastic fucking point. And the thing is, he can want to go there all he wants to, but if Kyrie and KD don't want that shit, it's not happening. The thing is, there really ain't a way to make that happen. There's that can't work. There's no. And then, then the thing is, like, and if I'm Steve Nash, I don't want that shit, dude. And the thing is, you gotta think like you're getting rid of a lot of guys. Like you're having to probably get rid of Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert. Um, Jared Allen, uh, maybe Torian Prince. Yeah, like, Torian Prince. Like, there's probably a lot of dudes. A that lot, you're a, a lot, flip. A, a lot of young pieces, good pieces. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie had a 50 point game last season. That's what I'm saying, man. I like Spencer Dinwiddie's the man, and when Karis LeVert is right, Karis LeVert is great too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I would rather just ride with what I have. I think. Yeah. That, I think. I think you gotta fucking see what you have. Like right now, yeah. before you go all in on some shit. Before that, I think the Nets fucking should have should have just chilled, and you know. Well, the deal is a May. Yeah, he said he wants to go there. Yeah, I like if I'm the Nets, I don't I don't make that move. You're like you're fine the way you are. Yeah, I like Kevin Durant hasn't even played a game yet. I like you know when Kyrie took you to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and like and Spencer Dinwiddie and like and Karis LeVert, a lot of those guys grew like getting major minutes. I like hell, that's when Spencer Dinwiddie had a fifty point game when Kyrie wasn't there, and like they're just only gonna get better just for the mere fact they can like they can play and they know they can play and do some numbers without their big dogs not being there. Exactly. Like I said, man, I'm. I'm just interested to see how it's going to unfurl, but I just God. and mentally, like you know, it's that's not going to work out. I just don't. I don't like it. I like you know, like Kyrie's a diva. I like and James Harden's a diva. I like KD's not a diva, but you know what I'm saying. He's not. He ain't exactly like not like. Okay, let me put it to you like this. 
Kyrie is as mercurial and volatile as anybody in passive the Passive aggressive. Very passive aggressive. Very gets in his feelings. Like mm-hmm. just like you said, he's a diva kind of. And uh, you know, my dad calls him Kyrie Irvin <laughs> still. And uh, then you have James Harden, who's kind of his game style. Like the way he plays is fucking whiny. Yeah, simping for fouls. Trying yep. to draw contact. Trying to get ball to the free dominant. Throw line. Trying to get to the free throw line. Nobody likes watching James Harden play. James Harden don't like watching James. I Harden like play. watching James Harden play. It's just for the mere fact his his style doesn't conduce to winning basketball. No, uh, not in terms of playoff winning basketball. Yeah, like yeah, playoff winning basketball. You don't you can't win championships that way. Yeah, because it's cool. You see him once. A, you see him once on a road trip. Yeah, he torches your ass for fifty. Because he's get he gets the free throw line twenty times. Yeah, like and then, Kobe, so Kobe Bryant said, like the way they play and the way you play is like doesn't equal to winning basketball. Just for the mere fact you play him once, all right, cool. But like in the playoffs, like you see this person up to uh, potentially seven times, and teams like game plan and like you know they can game plan for you. They game plan around you and for you, and it's funny. Like in the playoffs, you constantly watch Harden trying to draw fouls that he doesn't get. Yeah, because teams don't touch. They they put their hands back when he tries to jump into contact. Yeah. They just, and then he just flubs, and yeah. they just take a ball from him. And it's a turnover, mm-hmm. and that's why you see these. Harden has these games where like he has a shit ton of turnovers, mm-hmm. like, and then he has he doesn't have high point totals, mm-hmm. and then like, it's it's just it's crazy. So it's my thing is like you know. I like it's a great thing to have in your pocket. I like you know, but my thing is with James Harden, he doesn't pick and choose his spots to do that. He tries to do that all, all the, time. the time. It's 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 terrible. It's it's fucking terrible. Now if you pick and chose your spots, if he was a little bit more savvy on how he used that, he'd be fucking unstoppable because the rest wouldn't know how to referee him. Yeah, now, like they would have to give him that call just on on GP. Yeah, exactly. I like if he was a little bit more savvy, but he's not. That's, he's that's always thing. trying to draw. I like, that. He's always trying to draw that foul, and that's the thing that frustrates me about James Harden. Mm-hmm. It's just James Harden. I like, and it seems like we're getting more and more players like this. James Harden reminds me of a lesser version of Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. His offensive great uh, game is so potent and so great. It's kind of hard to build around him, and like and him trying to go over to Kevin Durant and Kyle Kyrie is not gonna. It's not not going to feel that band-aid no. it's not it's not going to help that situation if i'm the nets i just see what i have and then if i need to make another move because like okay here's the thing man so like i understand the appeal of it too so like you're trying to get a third star so Kyrie's injury prone and always has been yeah his entire career you have a third star on your team that kind of softens that blow but, my- but you're giving up depth my thing that. is, my thing is, who's to say that Karis LeVert or Spencer Dinwiddie can't be that person? Exactly, that's that's very true. And then you you have Kevin Durant, who's coming off of one of the worst injuries in sports. Yeah, the Achilles. It's probably the worst injury in sports you can have outside of Tommy John. I'd say the Achilles is worse than Tommy John for sure. Because um, Tommy John, so many pitchers are having to have it. That it's getting better and better. Yeah. The Achilles injury is just that's fucked up. That, that ends careers. Yeah. That injury. Um, Demarcus Cousins hadn't been right since it happened. Nope. And uh, you know, and Kobe never really got back. You know, to being Kobe. But then again, Kobe was old. That Kobe happened. Kobe was a lot older when that shit happened. But uh, you know, like I said, that 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 injury ended it ended Isaiah Thomas's career mm-hmm. flat out. You know. Um, so it is what it is, but, um, you know, like I said, I, um, you're not certain what Kevin Durant's going to be. I mean, his game's predicated on skill. 
Who knows if he's going to have that same athleticism and that burst that yeah. he has? And even even if he doesn't, like it might take him a while to get there. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It might be like when Paul George broke his leg and it yeah. took him a second to get back to being Paul George. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they weren't trying to. I like this. I like this is. I like this isn't. I like. I just don't. I don't like James Harden trying to go there. And I think that if you're the Nets, I think if you're you, Nets you should, you and you're a like Nets fan, I don't think you should like that. I really don't. Like I said, because again, you're basically gambling. You're you're because you'd be okay. The other thing too is, are you willing to gamble the way that you did for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett? Mm-hmm. This is what you'd be doing. Yeah, you'd be gambling again because you signed Kyrie and Kevin Durant in free agency. Yes, you know, like that was smart. It was smart, and yeah, and. The thing is, you um, you basically had a situation where um, you have these older dudes that are aging out, uh, you know, with Pearson Garnett, and you mortgaged the entire future at the time. Yeah. For the present, and the present ended up not being worth a fuck. It was it was good for like two years. Yeah, and it it wasn't it wasn't anywhere close to what it should have been. Would have been, and uh, so you have that, and uh, on paper that Nets team was a lot better than in practice. Yeah, and uh, so you are you willing to roll that sort of dicing in with the Rockets for them? Are you willing to trade for James Harden and? Them, you owe them your first round picks for the next seven years. Yeah. Or whatever. Whatever it's going to take. Yeah. Whatever it's going to take to get him out of there. I say, like I said, like like if I'm Steve Nash, I shouldn't want And then this. what if he doesn't resign? Yeah. And then you have him, you have him for how, like you have him, what, two years maybe? Yeah. Because he turned, like you said, you sign, you get a sign and trade. He signs for two years for like a hundred million. Yeah. And then what if he? What if you fucking drop a mediocre team and he leaves? You willing to mortgage that? No, I like because fuck no. Because at that point, like you know, he's not somebody to be trusted. That's what I'm saying. I just I like I can't I can't I can't, I, I, I can't see this being a good move I can't for the Nets see just for the mere fact for that, a lot of reasons. Just for the mere fact, like I love KD and Kyrie, but they're not solid enough to be like, yo, I like this is be a good place for. I don't even think they want this to happen. I hope they don't. Really? Oh, like, yeah, like if I'm Steve, the only reason he would probably want to go there is because Mike D'Antoni's part of Steve Nash's coaching staff. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That he would probably want to go there. But if I'm Steve Nash, I don't want this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm KD, not Kyrie, I wouldn't want this either. Because the whole reason you got Steve Nash, literally, was because him and Kyrie have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. And then him and Durant have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. It was a smart move based on who you know and like like these two stars signed off on it yeah exactly so in that regard smart but you're gonna add james harden to this mix and he has no relationship to steve uh, steve nash at all it's volatile listen it's volatile as is and then someone's gonna have to be kevin love or chris bosh here and the mere fact i like i like i don't know what mike d'antonian um James Harden's relationship like was like it had to have been it had to have sour considering the fact that Mike D'Antoni was like all right I'm just gonna step down yeah that's some I don't know man like I said but then who do you have in this fucking situation 
be Chris Bosh or Kevin Love. That's going to be the thankless hero. Because, okay, here's the thing. The unsung Ky- hero. Kyrie didn't really like being number two to LeBron. And LeBron's a Mount Rushmore player. Yeah, exactly. Kyrie didn't like being second fiddle there. So how are you going to sit here? Like, and Kyrie are, didn't are, like are, the, are you Are you going to sell? And, Ky- and Kyrie didn't like the fact that the that the uh, Boston Celtics went to an Eastern Conference title. Uh, I mean, to an Eastern Conference. Uh, seven games with a LeBron James-led team without him. Yeah, exactly. And then, like I said, you're going to sit here and you're going to like... So... Because Kyrie's going to want to be have those Kyrie quarters where he's in the third quarter, he gets in his bag, and he drops 22. Yeah. So how are you going to sell him on that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he can't do that if there's Harden. Yeah. I like, you so, know. So, he, so he's willing to do that with Kevin Durant because, because it's Him well, and it's, Kevin are good friends. Him and, and Kevin are good friends, and Kevin Durant, like, when healthy. Is, and also, Kevin Durant isn't ball dominant. No. Doesn't have to be Because yeah, he, he's efficient. With his shots, and whenever he's healthy, Kevin Durant's probably one of the best players in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's a two-time champion. I like Kevin Durant brings a lot more to the table, way more than uh, well, way more than James Harden. Underrated ever defender too. Yeah, people don't talk about that enough. Underrated defender because he's seven foot tall and yeah. he's athletic, and so he brings way way more to the table. So Kyrie would be more willing to like, okay, I like you know, he has a different demeanor than LeBron. You know, I like those two. Like who? Those two guys who are champions and who've been to the big dance, have been there and done that. Is not going to listen to James Harden, who hasn't even yet to make it to a finals. Exactly. Exactly. They're not. They're not going to acquiesce to that guy. No. No. Like I said, it was I, one of those type of things. Like what you did in Houston. There's so many things. There's so many things about it that just don't work, man. Well, hold up. James Harden has been to a finals because, like, and he went with OKC. But he didn't even show up there. But, like I said, like, he doesn't have a title, you know what I'm saying, to. And he chokes in clutch moments. Yeah. And Kyrie and Kevin Durant don't, don't do that. So, so, like, so I find it hard to believe that those two are going to acquiesce to what that guy wants. That's what I'm saying, man. It's just it's it's a volatile element to a situation that you haven't even seen on yeah, the court. Yeah, you haven't even seen on the court. You don't even see what the you haven't even seen what the product's gonna be like exactly. when both guys are healthy. Exactly. You need to you need to assess that before you add some volatile element to yeah. it. It's fucking stupid. Oh, as hell. A volatile element that you don't even know that you might be able to contain. It's not like I'm sitting here saying that James Harden is a fucking asshole, but it's just the way that he plays. It doesn't fit with what no. they what they're trying to do. Not a bit. Not, not a, a bit. Nope. No, I'm not a bit. So, uh, coming up next, another shit, another thing that I don't like, Dennis Schroeder. I like of all people, I never would have thought I'd be mentioning Dennis Schroeder's name on the fucking scoreboard. But hey, there's a first time for everything. I like he's uh, he's a fucking Laker. I I don't like it. I'm pretty sure the arcade doesn't like it either. But we're gonna tell you why next on the scoreboard on Anchor.
Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Arms swinging, knees bending, head bobbing to no particular rhythm. You're either dancing or you have fleas. Call me a doctor. As soon as you hit the dance floor, the taunts begin. Is that all you got, Clea? Unfortunately, yes, that's all you got. Hold on now. Who's in the house? Some guy who can't dance. That's who's in the house. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Happy Feet, because you really put the oogie in boogie. Mr. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. You're listening to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Catch them here every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife? This is the Scoreboard Thug Life Moment of the Week. Brought to you by nobody. Because we're on a budget. This is the place where douchebag behavior isn't only welcome, but it's celebrated. Now, here's your host, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Thug Life Moment of the Week. And if you're out here doing thug life shit, we want to hear from you. So if you're out here doing thug shit, hit me up. Like on my Twitter via HBK underscore Illmatic, all caps, or you can hit us up at the scoreboard page at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808, or you can send us an email at scoreboard underscore radio at yahoo.com. So I don't have one because I've just been MIA, sleep, working out, doing just other stuff. You know, but the arcade has one because he's clutch and he's the GOAT. So, yeah, I have a. So I have one. Um, so somebody just found this on Twitter and just did some screenshots and just went, bro went on a massacre. And this girl tweeted out, snuck my boyfriend in last night and got mad at him. And he said, come over here or I'm going to scream, Lamau. And he just goes, he responds underneath her thing, you look too old to be living at your mom's. And then so, this girl named Natalie, and the way she spells Natalie is N-A-T-A-H-L-E-E. She goes, she looks about 17 and 19. Are you okay? And he responded to her, you don't even know how to spell your name right. Are you okay? <laughs> and then a dude just went, TF wrong with you. And he went, Harry Potter looking ass. Like, he was just going off. <laughs> so he was like, fuck everybody. And then somebody underneath that just went, this man woke up today and chose violence. Violence. Like, he just, dude, this man just went on a roast fest. Was giving everybody the business, bro. Everybody was catching that work. Yeah, man. Getting that work. Exactly. So, I like, everybody else is making moves in the offseason. Right. Like, you know, but the one that caught my attention, you know, was the Lakers. Our Lakers. The defending champion Lakers. I like, you know, signed Dennis Schroeder. The same Dennis Schroeder that didn't do shit in Atlanta. The same Dennis Schroeder who had an OK season like an OKC. 
I like whenever I first, whenever I saw this, Ryan. I like I, I'm maybe just me being an asshole. I like, but I couldn't have been the only Laker fan that was like, "Are you serious?" You like I've been a Laker fan since '95. I like we had a lot of free agents come and go. I like I think I've I don't think I've ever been more least excited about a free agent signing than I have ever been about Dennis Schroeder. And and I have never really been a Dennis Schroeder fan. Never have been, possibly never will be. I like especially since he plays for my team. I am not going to be a Dennis Schroeder fan. I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, I like why. Why? Because the Lakers have a problem at point guard with they have a problem at point guard and they have a problem um, with people who can't create their own shots on this team. Dennis Schroeder does both of those things. I get that, and I'll say this: if Dennis Schroeder is your backup point guard, great, he's great. Like but, if, but, he, but, he, but he's, he's not same, though. He's the same thing as Reggie Jackson, essentially. Reggie Jackson is. Almost too good to be coming off the bench, but not. Good but enough he's not good enough, enough to be a starter. starter, because the problem with Reggie Jackson and the problem with Dennis Schroeder is that they do not play defense. Not one. Neither one. of them play any sort of defense, and that's a problem. However, Dennis Schroeder, you know, you put him in, he can he heat up, get you get you a quick ten. He'd be on the court for five minutes, if even that, or two minutes. I mean, but he's, but he's going to be in a starting role. And, like, and the reason it works, well, like, is, like you said, getting coming off the bench. When he comes off the bench, he has a green light. He's not going to have a green light to shoot like that on the squad. No. I like in Grant, I like he shoots, he jacks up. I don't ever find him to be, like, ever really efficient like that. So it's just one of those type of things where you're just like – I like. I hate the mere fact we're gonna lose Rajon Rondo because at that point I'd much rather have Rajon Rondo. So, it, it, so Rajon Rondo opted out of his contract yeah. with the Lakers. However, they could they could get Rondo to re-sign. That's definitely a very real possibility. It's a real possibility, but it's could, looking really slim. And they could have Dennis Schroeder. They could have Dennis Schroeder be their backup point guard. Well, we ain't got a two no more either because Danny Green's gone. That's the problem is we traded Danny Green, so we would have to figure out something in free agency uh, and, and, too. And, and then we have to try to sign Anthony Davis. And it looks like Avery Bradley's going to be gone too. So yeah. it's just like one of those type of things. Like we don't have a shooting guard. I like, you know, Dennis Schroeder like is going to probably might be our point guard if Rajon Rondo doesn't, uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, doesn't sign. I like I, – it's just – I was thinking to myself, is that the best you can do? The Bucks whole ass got Drew fucking Holiday, and yeah. we get Dennis Schroeder. What like, a good I, trade I like, that was, like, though, by to, the way. To, for the Laker fans, do you see why I'm upset? Yeah. I'm like, do I, I'm like, I, I can't be this crazy. Yeah. No, like, I mean, I, I, everything I, I, you I, said I, makes perfect sense I like, to me. I like, the Bucks got Drew Holiday, which is somebody we desperately need if we're going to get rid of John Rondo, but we settled on Dennis Schroeder. We couldn't pay Drew Holiday the amount of money that he was wanting, though. Because we just we just couldn't afford him, plain and simple. Um, so the thing is, um, Drew Holiday, man, that was man, God, that was a good get by the Bucks. Holy shit! Like now, granted, Bucks, some Bucks fans are probably gonna be like three first rounders, but you have Giannis, yeah, and you're trying to keep Giannis anyways, and y'all aren't gonna be picking inside the lottery 
For a long time. For a long time. This happens all the time. Yeah. I like, like teams that are championship caliber teams. Those picks don't aren't gonna amount to too much anyways. Yeah, like, like to you guys especially, those picks are might not even be close to Giannis. That's what I'm saying. Like the like the whole the, everything starts and ends with Giannis and Tentacupo to try to keep him there. I like what you Buck fans don't understand, what you probably do understand is how important he is not only to that franchise but the city of Milwaukee. You guys were able to get a new stadium because yep. of Giannis. Like uh, that's the stadium that Giannis built. You cannot let you that uh, the you can't let that guy walk. You can't let that guy walk. Uh, like without giving it your best effort. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta think like the Big O and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played for the Bucks, and Giannis was the one that was able to generate enough revenue for you guys to get a, a new stadium. Think about that for a second. That's how much of an impact, and that's how much he's changed life. You guys had Ray Allen and Glenn Dog, uh, Big Dog Glenn Robinson, and that wasn't even enough. I like, you know, this this is a generational talent right here. Yes, you have to do whatever you have to do to keep it. Yeah, exactly. I like, so I don't, I don't mind. You have to do whatever it, it has to yeah. do to keep him happy. Agreed. And and the reason why I like I don't have a problem keeping Giannis happy is just because Giannis isn't a fucking diva. He no. wants to win just as much as anybody. And it's just one of those type of things where, you know, he's like, yo, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win, but I need you guys to Dude, help me. What he are we going to do? He tweeted out the other day. He's like, man, I'm so excited for the season to start. And it was just a montage of him blocking shots for the yeah. most part. Like oh, that, that 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 dude's built built different. He's man. built different. I like you know, saying he hates when people call him MVP. He's like, don't call me MVP until I become a champion. He hates that. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying he's happy for his brother. You know, what I'm saying because his brother play uh, played with us and has a championship. Like you know, and that just fuels him even more. You you move mountains for your star player whenever he acts like that. Exactly. You have to. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and it's not him being a diva. It's just him wanting, wanting to win. And he's going to do whatever it takes. Right. He just needs you guys to be on the same page and do that shit, too. Exactly. But getting getting back to Dennis Schroeder, um, that is kind of an awkward situation. And how is he going to mesh with LeBron? I like if, if I, I, I'm just hoping that because I was thinking, like, if Rajon Rondo comes back, I'm cool with this. Yes. If, if he doesn't come back, That's I hate problem. it. Yes. I hate it. Yes. Cause, okay, because the thing is, so... Rajon Rondo is a perfect point guard to have paired with LeBron James because he's Rajon Rondo doesn't give a fuck if he scores ever. Yeah, I like his his his, uh, his success does is not predicated on whether he scores or not. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like a second coach. I like not too many people's IQ is, is up there with LeBron. Rajon Rondo's is. Yes, he's just as smart as anybody. In the I like league. and like and it's a locker room thing too. Rajon Rondo's one of the few guys in the league locker, that in, can tell LeBron, LeBron to sh- calm the fuck down. Yeah, especially in that locker room. Yeah, and LeBron James listen. Yeah, exactly. I like Anthony Davis is on that same level, but he's not going to tell LeBron James to yeah. chill out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and Danny Green to a lesser extent was a guy that could probably, probably talk to LeBron because of those Spurs. Yeah, and the respect teams, and just the respect, the mutual respect. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But like, you know, as far as yeah, like so, like that's that's Rondo's value to me. It's just it, it's not even on the basketball court. Like it, it is on the basketball court, but it's everything behind the scenes because everybody knows championship caliber teams have egos, and have problems that nobody ever sees. But on this, like in our playoff run, especially in the finals, Rajon Rondo was the third most important player, like you know, to our squad. I can I can't say that about any team that ever had Dennis Schroeder on it. Ever. Even yeah. whenever he was a number one option in Atlanta. Now, you do need guys that come off your bench to fill it up, though. 
I get it. And guys that can get their own. And, I get it. And, and like like you said, I agree with you a thousand percent. If if the Lakers re-sign Rajon Rondo, great this great. This great, great. great move for them, honestly. Well, great move but for when them. That, but my thing is I felt like we should have secured uh, Rajon Rondo first. Yeah. Like, you know, but but if we get – but like I said earlier, if we if we somehow get Rajon Rondo back and we have Dennis Schroeder, cool. I'm cool with it. But if we lose him and we lose Avery Bradley, this is a fucking problem. Yeah, that's it's, it's a big problem because you have to feel your two guard and your backup point guard, and we lose Danny Green. So it's just like, what the yep. hell did we do this for? Yep. It's kind of like we 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 didn't get better. It's, I feel like we kind of got worse because I don't even know how is he gonna be a, like you know with LeBron and AD. How's that chemistry gonna be? Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you doing? Are you starting Kentavious Caldwell Pope again? Well, shit, he, even, shit, shit, he opted out. He might he, not even back. That's either. what I'm saying, man. Like all those dudes opted out. Like you might have to cobble together a team. Yeah, you know what I mean. And shit. You know? Yeah, like I, it's 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 one of those type of things. It's just like I was never a fan of Dennis Schroeder just for the mere fact, like you know, the guy can light it up, but you know, but it seems like whatever he does, it kind of just doesn't never seem to really matter. Yeah, well, he was and, and, he was really important in OKC last year. I'll say, this. I mean, he was like, really important. Uh, yeah, because he had the green light to come off the bench and give him the scoring that he needed. I like, you know, but he's not going to have that green light here. Yeah, and that that's that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's he's going to be a third option, and he's going to have to be efficient, which he's not. Yeah, I like, and that's the thing. I like, you know, LeBron's not going to be happy with him jacking up shots like that and being hella inefficient. That's not going to fly. That's not going to fly at all. That's why I'm wondering, like, how's that? How's that gonna How's that gonna work How's that gonna work out? We know the kid can light it up. We know the kid can score, but the kid can't play defense. How's he gonna roll with Frank Vogel? Because we know Frank Vogel don't ro- play that d- shit. Don't play that shit either. So we're just like you know, it's just it's uh, uh, it's that, that that that's where I'm at with it. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing against Dennis Schroeder. The guy I respect the way he can put a basketball through a hoop. You know I get that. But the thing is, there are a lot of guys that do what Dennis Schroeder does. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like Jimmy Fredette could score for days, but he couldn't do anything else. There's a ton of dudes. There's that a ton have been of there's the a ton of dudes like that. And like my thing is like you know we have is despite us winning the championship, Ryan, we had a lot of deficiencies in a lot of different places. And when you have AD and LeBron, that covers a lot of that. And I feel like if we don't sign Rajon Rondo, this signing doesn't really help us that no. much. I like you know because we never had a problem. Problem scoring. That's no. that was never an issue for us. No. We couldn't stop nobody. We we turned the ball over a lot. That was really the biggest problem of the Lakers, the turnovers, man. That was that shit was terrible. I like so you know saying just like we're sharpening iron. I like you know, so it's just like it's just uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I have to see how, how it works. You know it just it depends on where the other pieces fall. That's yeah, what it depends on where the other pieces fall. Like you know, what I'm saying like I wasn't I like I wasn't happy with Danny Green's like you know playoff uh, like performance, but at the same time, I'll tell you if Danny Green had been what he normally was, this trade doesn't happen. Yeah, but Danny Green was abysmal in the playoffs. Like, yeah, abysmal. abysmal. He was really bad, and he wouldn't have got traded if he hadn't have been. I would have much rather had Demar Derozan because that was on the table too. Yeah. I like, you know, I'm a huge DeMar DeRozan fan. Like, if you were going to do that, you might as well should have got DeMar DeRozan. I like, I, but I heard Kyle Kuzma, uh, Dred Popovich might have wanted Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. For whatever reason, they didn't want to give up Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. I like, you know, at this point, like, I love Kyle Kuzma, but I wasn't happy with the way he played in this postseason in the bubble either. Nor in the, like, nor in the Just NBA in the finals. season. Just, Just in the, the season. season in general, honestly. Like, he's playing behind LeBron has diminished him instead of, yeah, you know, like he did, it, it hasn't helped him at all. No, it hasn't a bit. I so. Like so, I like I, I don't, I, I don't, I like I, like I said, 
Like, it looks good on paper, but of course, like, you know, a lot of bandwagon Laker fans, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we got Dennis Schroeder. I like, and you know you're a bandwagon fan. I like, you know, when does, it, when does anybody hyped about anything that Dennis Schroeder does? Anything. Yeah, I don't know. I like, it, it, it doesn't happen. It's not a thing. That's why yeah. you said you don't know because it's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I was a dude, he played in Atlanta. I got a lot of I got a lot of family in Atlanta. Them motherfuckers wasn't going to Hawks games to see Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, that's that, true. They, they go to Hawks games to see Trey Young because Trey Young's about some shit. They wasn't going. Hell, they went there when Big Al was there. They weren't going there to see Dennis Schroeder. That's true. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. And like, and if you guys thinking that, you know what I'm saying, that he's going to change life for us, it's not going to happen. I like Anthony Davis and LeBron James are still the guys. You know what I'm saying? It's just a mere fact. Like, you know, we just got a guy that can score to a team of the people that can already score but can't play defense. Uh, whatever. I don't get it. I don't get it. So, Cubs, I like, you know, your questions are in, and we're going to be answering. You guys keep it locked on the scoreboard on Anchor. Crazy, right? That's a tattoo, though. You want to get that? Hulu has live sports. Really? Yeah, it's in my contract. It's in the contract. Can we at least change the font? If you want to be sued. Well, what if it's coming out of a dragon's mouth? Well, <sighs> exactly. No dragons, no mouths. None of that. We could do like a tough dolphin splashing yeah, like, out. How large? Uh, yeah. Oh. And how much are they paying you? Get that money. Hulu has live sports. Get that What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and The Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid in Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer. And if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God... You spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. It's that time. It's mail time. Uh, uh, Like the only chance uh, in the show that you guys get to interact with us and us getting to interact with y'all, which we fucking enjoy. And if you want to do that, like I said, I say you can hit us up on the school board uh, Facebook page or you can hit us up on the email. We got three questions. I thought we had more, but we only had three. Um, 
first question comes from Miles from Florida. He said, guys, Terrence Crawford is the real deal. He's proven that he belongs in the welterweight division. My question is, who's next? They're saying Spence or Pac-Man. Who do you guys think? I think if a fight's going to happen, it's going to be Pacquiao. Uh, because they actually almost had a Pacquiao fight before COVID hit. But, like, Bob, they, they wanted the Pacquiao fight, like, three or four years ago. Yeah. Bob Arum had that. But Pacquiao's not under Bob Arum no more. So, yeah. But at the same time, though, I think that that Pacquiao fight will probably happen. Because they had a venue. Um, and what happened is the venue with a guy was just like, yeah, COVID shit. Um, so, like I said, I would say Pacquiao because, okay, so here's the thing, man. After this Ter- fight, Terrence Crawford been wanting Pacquiao for a while. Yeah. I've been, um, so my thing is I've been watching, you know, the way that the welterweight division has been kind of yeah, eyeballing Terrence Crawford. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what to make with him and didn't nobody want to go take that challenge. Yeah. Kell Brook, all the respect in the world to that man for stepping up to the plate. Kell Brook's not scared of nobody. Kell Brook don't, Kell Brook's about some shit. Mm-hmm. Kell Brook is a fucking world-class fighter. In a world-class In a world-class division. Terrence Crawford made him look like a bum. Yeah. A bum. Made him look like he was nobody. Errol Spence took... It took him 11 rounds to put Kell Brook away. Yeah. Terrence Crawford put his ass away in four rounds. And, dude, Kell Brook was effusive in his praise for him. He was like, man... You know, he goes, I can't really say... If who would win in a fight with him and Spence, he goes because that's the fight. He was like, that is the fight that everybody wants to see, mm-hmm. and I hope we get it. He goes, that's the fight that everybody wants to see. We're gonna see it. And he's like, but he's like, you know, he's like, my thing is, but the thing is though, like you know, to get that, it's like there's so many other people that's gonna want a piece of Terrence Crawford. Now, I, I, it's one of those type of things. I know Sean Porter said he had a lot to say about that. I like, you know, today. I haven't listened to his podcast, but I know he said he's going to have a lot to say about that. Maybe Sean Porter saw this and be like, yo, that I like, I want that guy. Because we know Sean Porter ain't scared of nobody either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Keith Thurman's looking at this and be like, hmm, I like, you know, I could probably take that fight as well. You know, like, you know, he, he has, it, it's, it's cool to have a one-track mind, but you can't forget there's all these other great fighters and other big money. There's a lot of big money fights for Terrence Crawford to have, not just yeah, Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is he Terrence Crawford has been looking for paydays. Yeah. Because he didn't wasn't getting the sort of paydays. Yeah. And that's why he moved up to this division because this is where the money was. Yeah. So that is an interesting thing. But I will say that he um I, w- I will say that he probably put the fear of God into some people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about necessarily the fighters. I like I'm it. talking about their promoters. I'm saying these dudes, like, okay. So you have Errol Spence, right? Errol Spence was already going to wait him out anyways. Yeah. I think after you see what he did to a dude that it took you 11 rounds to put away, mm-hmm. I think you just double down on that. I don't think anybody, like, I think outside of the, the Rough Rider motherfuckers you're talking about, like Sean Porter, Kell Brook, them mm-hmm. kind of dudes. Mm-hmm. That that just are like, hey, whatever. I want to see somebody. I, I like like Daniel Jacobs. That's I like that. Saying. That's another one. Those, those kinds of guys. Those kinds of guys. Outside of those dudes, I don't think nobody wants to fight that motherfucker, man. 
And they already didn't, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something, man. But the thing is, I like, you know, I can see them, like, you know, because they were sitting there wondering, whenever somebody from a lower division comes up to you, or like, and they're hyping them up, hyping them up, people got to be like, I got to see what this guy's about first before I even want to, like, do that. Now he's put everybody on notice. Yeah, he's and, put everybody and, on and notice. I'm going to tell you something, man. After the way that oh, I, I, th- I think, I think the people like the, I would never say like a boxer is scared or yeah. something like that. Yeah, but I would say that's why I was saying the people above them, yeah, the but people I, responsible for the fight. But I think like somebody like Danny from Danny Garcia's people, maybe Keith Thurman's people are like, I don't know about that, Chief. That's what I, I'm saying. I don't know about that because you know Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman would. If to be a fighter, you have to think you be every motherfucker you step in the ring with. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you cannot do that job. Yeah. You 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 think you beat everyone? Cause I cause my thing is I haven't seen Keith Thurman since Pacquiao, and I like you know Pacquiao's older. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying Pacquiao ain't scared of nobody either. I like you know just Pac- Pacquiao's willing to get in there when anybody doesn't really matter to him. So that's what I'm saying, man. I'm interested to see. I'm really interested to see how this is gonna play out, man. Cause mm-hmm. I'm hoping Terrence Crawford gets this just just due, and I'm gonna tell you something after that fight. I was losing my shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, "That's the baddest motherfucker on the planet." Right now, you can't tell me. You can't tell me. Yeah, I was like, "You can't tell me different." I'm not trying to hear nothing about. Nothing. I was like, I "I'm not trying to hear nothing." I was like, "I love Errol Spence. Love Huge him. Errol Spence fan." Nope, I don't think he wins. No, I don't think he beat Terrence Crawford. The what I saw on Saturday. No, no, no. I don't think anybody in that division beats him. Mm-mm. I don't. I do. I think Terrence Crawford solidified himself. That's the best fighter in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. And I think every but, motherfucker. But, 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 but the thing is, like you know, like anybody that that knew anything about boxing knew that. The yeah. rest of the world knows that now. Yeah. I like, and the crazy thing is, like we, I like, I, this is what I, this is what I love about our supporters. I like, you know, what I'm saying they always give us props for putting them on some shit. Yep. They always give us props for put. You don't know how many people like you know hitting me up and be like, "Yo, thanks for putting me on Ryan Garcia, that kid's the truth," or "Thanks for putting me on Devin Haney," or like you know, or, or so many other fighters. So yep. I so like you know, and we get props for this. A lot of people didn't know who Terrence Crawford was until we were we were saying that. Like, and we get emails about that too. So I appreciate our supporters for giving us our just do a uh, just do for that. Yeah, I mean, like, that they, is they cool. give, giving us people like you know that they can watch because you know. Like, if if it's not pushed out in the in the media for you, if they're not talking a whole lot, mm-hmm. like a Floyd Mayweather, nobody's gonna watch them. So, like I said, man, for because you, you gotta think, like you know, Andre Ward, I like as great as Andre Ward was, nobody cared. Nobody nobody cared about him the way that they should they have. They should and it's have. A damn it's shame. a damn shame. But uh, but like I said, man, Bud Crawford, man, that dude is the baddest motherfucker on the planet, and I think. I think that fight, because I was curious, I was like, well, can he operate in this division? Because my thing is, like, I'm pretty sure he was going to win. I just wanted to see how, like, you know, how he would do against Kell Brook. That was a good start. That was a good That was a good test to see where you was at. And then Kell Brook, because Kell Brook was in the shape of his life for yeah. that fight. And then Kell Brook was talking about, he gave him a ton of credit. He's like, yeah, you know, man. He goes, he goes you know, I was getting some, because the fight was even. And then... Yeah. It just wasn't all mm-hmm. of a sudden because Crawford just figured him out. He, he figured him out like he always does. Mm-hmm. He starts slow. He reads guys mm-hmm. and kind of like Floyd. Yeah, and he popped him like he he timed his shit and mm-hmm. just popped him. It seemingly it was just like a straight jab almost, mm-hmm. but he popped him perfectly flush and he mm-hmm. staggered over. And Kell Brook ain't got no weak chin. No, yeah, you know, he ain't no bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, the dude's lost two fights. 
up until that point, mm -hmm. you know? And then, you know, I know he was talking about after. He goes, you know, my whole career sparring, never had anything like that happen to me. Mm -hmm. Never. He goes, where I just got caught like that. I've yeah. never had that happen. And he was like, you know, he goes, the whole time, he goes, his distance, he goes, like, God, he goes, you know, I was getting some shots in, but I never felt comfortable. Yeah. The whole time I was in the ring with him, and I don't know what it was. I just couldn't get comfortable against mm -hmm. him. He goes, I could, my gloves weren't popping. Like, I couldn't get the power I wanted. Yeah. Behind. He goes, he just, like, it's. I like it. That's just, like, and that's why I tell about people about Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis. That's that's the difference between the A-plus fighters and the up-and-coming fighters because they know they know where they are at the ring at all times and how to use it. Yes, exactly. That Terrence Crawford is a master at it. If, I, if Ryan Garcia is listening, which he probably is, or Devin Haney, if you want to know how to utilize the ring correctly, I like watch Terrence Crawford. If, if you want to watch somebody. Space. Just yes, spacing. I like if you want to know how to, uh, like, somebody current, watch Terrence Crawford. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, that man is a master and a tactician on, like, you know, how all of how he goes about goes about doing shit and how he does. And stuff. if you also want to fucking watch, look up notes on finishing a fight when yeah. you got somebody hurt, that dude does not. He is the exact opposite of Deontay Wilder. Mm -hmm. Deontay Wilder throws bombs and hopes to catch you. Yeah. No sh punch that he throws in the finishing moments yeah. is out of whack or mm -hmm. out of control. All of his, all, most, all of his punches mean something. Yes, there, it's, it's incredible that they, they, they have a reason. Yeah, like I said, in those finishing punches, because when a dude's hurt, a lot of times they just go over there and just start throwing wild. Yeah, and th th this is good fighters I'm talking about mm -hmm. that do this shit. I watched Vander Holyfield get knocked out doing that shit one mm -hmm. time. You know, on Riddick Butt. Yeah. And stepped right into a punch. Like, got, got a little too cute. Mm -hmm. Terrence Crawford's the best I've ever seen at that. Like, throwing power punches, but with precision mm -hmm. and control and mm, authority. Mm -hmm. And, like, there ain't no just, like, haymakers. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, it's it's power punches, but they're accurate. Yeah. And they're, like, measured. And, like, in various sound. Yeah. Like, probably, like, another one probably might have been Andre Ward. But Andre Ward's just going to outbox you. Andre Ward's power was deceptive. Yes. It, it was deceptive. Because when you look at Andre Ward, like, you know, you don't, you, you're like, you oh, look at this box. And then, like, he ends up hitting you. And you're just like, oh, Damn, shit. yeah. Damn. I like it. I remember... Floyd's dad was talking about that because, like, you know, him and, like, you know, Andre Ward are, like, really cool. And, like, he always tells him. He was like, yeah, I, like, I have the power. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, you know, people be – I, like, I let people think I, I can't punch until they actually get hit. They yeah. be like, yeah, I, I can do this too. Yeah. I, like, so, you know. Andre Ward had sneaky power, man. He was really good. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, Pacquiao. Getting back to Pacquiao's probably the next fight. Uh, and then after that, who knows? But then again, I don't even want to see that because Pacquiao. I don't either. Pacquiao get wrecked. Yeah. Pacquiao the, the, like, get Keith, wrecked. Keith Thurman, he prayed on. Broner, he prayed on. And I thought that he wasn't ready for either of those fights, and he proved me wrong. But he proved me wrong, but this is a different animal. That's a fucking different animal. This is the best fighter in the world, dude. Yeah. You ain't, and you, I would, you I would, old. I would like to see him fight Broner just because <laughs> I would think that would be entertaining. Broner would make it entertaining. I'm not talking about in the ring. I'm talking about everything leading up to the fight would be entertaining. <laughs> Terrence Crawford don't talk either. That would be funny as hell. Got Adrian Broner head ass as fuck. But yeah. Oh, shout out to Terrence Crawford. My guy. My fucking guy. Uh, second question comes from James from Texas. 
He said, what's up, guys? So, what do you fellas think about the NBA starting back up in another month? I mean, didn't we just crown a champion like a month and a half ago? It's tough, man. It's tough. You hate to see it, but they're just trying to get back on schedule. They What it was was TV money. That was really what it was. They were going to lose out on a shit ton of money, so they had to they had to they had to get it fired back up. That's what it was. But um, so they're they've cutting the se- they're cutting the season to seventy two games. To seventy two games, I honestly hate it. You have I like this doesn't help none of the teams that were in the well that made deep playoff runs in the bubble. Yeah, they're all like the days off that those dudes had bad time. I like you know the only the only people that it helps in the bubble. Uh, I mean, uh, people that helps like the people that had like an extended vacation from the bubble. Yes, exactly. I like, like granted, there are some players that I am excited to see though. I am I'm excited. I like I like just a shot out of the dark. Like who's a player you excited to see that, that like you know that nobody would think that you would be excited to see play next season? Ah, uh, fuck. Uh. I mean, it, it, I, it's all the usual suspects, man. I'm just like... No, I'm just talking about like somebody that, you know, just out of nowhere you just wouldn't expect. But, oh, man, you you you, oh, you want to see how he's going to develop this season? Uh, I'm interested to see another year of what, what Luka Doncic brings to the table. But that's that's a usual suspect. Everyone's looking at Luka Doncic right now. Um, I'm interested to see. I'm just trying to think of some guys around the league. For for me, Pascal I, Siakam. I'd I like, like I'd like to see what he brings back so, to the so, table. So for me, I like for me, I like, and it's just gonna be weird, and I don't know why, but I'm excited to see Kobe White. I'm excited to see Kobe White too. That's a fucking honestly, the Bulls in general. I'm interested to see what I, they're I, putting up. I don't know about the Bulls, but I'm excited to see Kobe White to see what see I like Kobe White a lot. He didn't he didn't. He didn't get any rookie of the year play like he should have. There's a lot of cats in the league right now that like didn't get enough fucking, you know, um, you know. I'm just trying to think of something. This this rookie class was low key like outstanding. Yeah, it was um, low key lit. It was really good. And like I said, Kobe White just as exciting uh, in that list as anyone. Um, he's awesome. Fucking, I really like him. Uh, fucking, uh, yeah, because I know I was just saying like. I was standing looking. I was like, I can't wait to see Kobe White play. See, see how he's how he's developed and see, like, see, like, you know, what he's gonna do next year. Just, they're like just out of the blue. I like him, man. I really do. I like his game a lot. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of some other cats. Uh, let's see some other kids that are in the league that I like a lot that are young. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Now yeah. that he's out of ball, let's see what he's got. Yeah. That that guy. Let's give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Yeah. All right, because I know my man James said, because I didn't get to finish the question. He was like, he said, should should top guys like LeBron sit out? He said, it just seems like a mess to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Top guys like LeBron that have some seasoning on them, absolutely. They should, like, sit out at least, like, a month. Absolutely. Like, LeBron James shouldn't play basketball for, like, a month. There's no reason. Anthony Davis shouldn't play basketball for Jimmy Butler, even though he that's not in him to not Jimmy do that. Jimmy Butler should chill for a minute too. He but should he's chill, not but he's to. not going to. Yeah, he's not built that way. No, that's not who he is. Like he doesn't give a fuck. So, um, you know, like I said, um, there are guys that I absolutely think should cool out for a minute. The older, kind of elderly, like I don't want to say elder, I, elder statement kind of guys and it sucks because you have like Chris Paul Chris Paul can't afford to do that yeah because he's going to be mentoring Suns players so that, yeah. that's not going to happen uh, uh, whipping there whipping Devin Booker DeAndre Ayton and all them motherfuckers in the shape, shape. that's exactly right <laughs> 
So even that's even if he decides to stay, because he can still he can, he can still uh, he can opt out. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it, ain't it? So. I like speaking of Chris Paul. <laughs> I like our last question comes from Jawan from Washington. He said he heard about the Chris Paul trade going to Phoenix, and he said, "Does this mean that he opts out and picks his destination? And why would OKC do this after having like such a really good year?" Well, because they got a fucking haul for him. Sam Presti, once again, whipping ass, getting a lot of picks, getting a lot of players. And then, like, and I was telling you uh, two weeks ago, this is how Sam Presti operates. Sam Presti did not want to get rid of Chris Paul. No, but the but the Phoenix Suns gave up an assload for him. They gave him an offer that he could not refuse. Yeah, like what? The, so let, let me let, let me pull this up real quick, because I have it. They, they gave him Ricky Rubio. They got Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, two other players. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they got a first, couple first round picks. They got a couple of first round picks. Yeah. So, so, you know, let, let me see. Let me see if I can find this. Let's see. The deal sends Chris Paul and Abel Nadair to the Suns for Kelly Ray, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen Lecu, and a 2022 first round pick. Okay. So they got. Four players and the first and a first round pick, and so the Suns will probably be better, but the that'll still probably be a relevant pick for OKC. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. So honestly, you said my thing is like you know you lose a lot of depth though because I think Kelly Oubre was having a really good season. Kelly Oubre was having a pretty good season, and then also. Okay, let's just think about the starting five that OKC fields now. So you have Ricky so, Rubio. So you have Ricky Rubio. You have Danny Green, who you've traded for. You have um, Kelly Oubre. Well, you still have Shea Gilgis Alexander. You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Shea Gilgis Alexander, Danny Green, Kelly Oubre, and you have Stephen Adams. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's I don't know exactly what your I don't know what their power forward situation looks like. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't either. Like that's it's pretty good though. You know what I mean? And that's some flexibility there. Yeah. You know, because eh. I like it. You're gonna have picks for like a lot of different drafts. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, because you have all the Clippers picks. Mm-hmm. You have a an extra pick from the Suns mm-hmm. now. Like, dude, dude. And, and you, I like, and you know, what I'm saying well. Well, NBA draft picks aren't the same as NFL no, draft picks. You just no. can't. You just can't really flex them like that, or yeah, have and then, draft and then, capital. And then, it's not and, the then, same. and then some of them are protected, and then you know because it's like, well, if it's in, if we get this pick to this pick, then like you don't get our pick. Yeah. But if like, and then you get next year's pick if it's you know this like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that kind of fuckery going on. There's a lot of weird shit that goes on in the NBA, and like you said, the lottery kind of just makes it a cluster fuck and a half so um but like you know nobody does more with like you know what picks than sam presti sam presti's the man sam presti might be the best gm in the game yeah uh he's fucking excellent i like by far so um you know he he whips ass it's uh maybe outside you know danny ainge but danny ainge is a scumbag danny ainge is a dirtbag and danny ainge be ruining people and danny ainge also doesn't always make great decisions um you know, fucking, like I said, I like uh, I like old buddy in uh, New Orleans, uh, Griffin. Yeah, yeah, he's good too. Yeah, David Griffin. I like David Griffin. He's good too. But uh, but yeah, man, like I said, I um, 
I definitely think that um, like, I, just, I need to know if, like if Chris Paul is even gonna stay. I like I, they don't the Suns don't make this trade unless they know he's gonna stay. I don't know, man. They might be looking at it as a situation to where they can fucking oh well, like you can mentor our players, and they might sign him to a little two year. I don't know. I like he's probably gonna want to ask a little money, but with somebody like that, I like well because the thing is, Chris Paul's contract is hefty. Yeah, like as of right now, like that. However, but whatever is left on it. Yeah, with the because it's still the Houston deal. Yeah, right. That Houston signed him yeah. for. And then OKC inherited it, and then OKC now dumped that contract and got all those, those players picks. back. It got all those players and a pick back. Yeah, like it's a damn shame, man. Like, and Chris Paul is one of my favorite players ever. And just a mere fact, looks like I am never going to see this man in the NBA Finals. It sucks. I, like, it really I, sucks. I really wanted to see what he would do in the NBA Finals. I got one of my wishes. I got to see what Jimmy Butler would do in the NBA Finals, and I was not disappointed. Yeah, I would like to see what Chris Paul would do in the NBA Finals too. I like, but I, I, I think he's just taking it a stride. He's getting paid because he knew that shit was. He knew that that Houston deal was head ass. He was stupid not to take it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like, and I think he'll, by the end of that deal, he'll be 37. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, that'll be uh, this so, next so, season. Yeah, Yeah. so it'll be like, you know, he'll be at the end of his rope. Mm-hmm. Anyways, which, I mean, granted, skill, which Chris Paul's game is predicated skill, on skill. skill. Skill doesn't really diminish, and point guards usually like skill-based point guards. Think about Gary Payton. Yeah. Gary Payton was able to play until he's 137. I saw Andre Miller was able to play until he was 40. So. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, shit. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul's Chris Paul's a lot better than Andre Miller. I can't say that he's a lot better no, than Gary Payton. I don't Payton. know about Gary Payton, boy. I can't say that Woo! necessarily, but... Um, oh, I, they don't call Gary Payton a glove for a reason. Yeah, Chris Paul's one of the... Chris Paul uh, is probably the best point guard I've watched in my lifetime, probably. I, I'm, a bit, I'm a little bit older than you, so I've seen the John Stotsons, the Gary Paytons. You know what I'm saying? Hell, even on the lesser tier, the Rod Strickland's, Rod Strickland's of the world, but he's up there. Yeah, I would uh, say, I would say, Chris Paul's. Well, let the, me, the let Steve, me. The Steve Nash's. Okay, let me rephrase that. Chris Paul is the best point guard whose whole career I've gotten to watch. Yeah. I'll say that. That's easy That's too. Easy. That's easy. Easy. So, because you know, Gary Payton was cool, but Gary Payton was Gary Payton. You know, yeah. whatever. That's, I love Gary Payton. I was Gary Payton was one of the few people that I've seen, like you know, that wasn't scared of Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan's like, you know, hey. Day. He wanted that smoke. Yeah, he wanted that smoke. I was like, I had no choice but to respect the glove. I like, dude. I like KG does a great Gary Payton impersonation. It's it's spot on. That's <laughs> it's, funny. It's the best. And I don't like KG, but I like him for that. Yeah, that's because he said like he said him and uh him and Charles Barkley like the best trash talkers he's ever seen. Like you know in the game, which is crazy considering the fact he's a big trash talker himself. You know, he was like, I, he said, I seen GP like you know. Backing somebody down on the post, he was like, "Shut your ass up." No. I can see him saying that too. Yeah, and like in that country ass Gary Payton voice. Yeah, God. <laughs> yep, that's it. Oh man, so man, I like okay. See, like they might be might be on some shit. Yeah, like in the they next, set up for a while, man. Set up for a while, a while. So now what they do with them picks, I like it remains to be seen. It remains to be seen, but like you know, like shout out to Sam Presti once again. 
fleecing another franchise. Yep, hilarious. And it wasn't even him just going out doing it. It's just like him having assets that people really, really want. Yep. And just like, well, <laughs> if you want this, this is what it's going to take. And people be like, okay, cool. Yep. It's just amazing how he always ends up with these assets and these. And this, uh, yep. He's always, he always ends up with these assets that like that people just like really want. He's smart, man. He's smart. He's yeah. always playing the long game. Like it's crazy. I like it's crazy. So uh that'll be the end of our show. I like the NBA draft is this uh like is tomorrow. It's, it's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Same day as AEW. Uh football actions going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna be back next Tuesday. I like, you know, before Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving show, so that would be cool. And I think after the Thanksgiving show, I think we have two more shows before, you know, we like we go for Christmas break. So yeah. that's gonna be cool. So yep. uh you can follow us on the Twitter. I'm at HBK uh, underscore Illmatic all caps. Uh he's at the arcade all caps R underscore K A Y E D. You can like us on the Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard eight oh eight. You can also send us emails of of you doing thug life shit or anything else at the scoreboard uh, underscore radio at yahoo.com. Uh shout out to Dustin Johnson for winning the Masters. Yeah. Is that him? Yeah, shout yep. out to him yep. for winning the Masters. Um Is there anything else that I miss? I'm sure there was. I feel like there's Oh, something. shout out shout out to uh Djokovic for Djokovic won over the weekend, I think. I don't give a fuck I, about I, Novak Djokovic. Um fuck him. I don't care about him. <laughs> uh, but uh let's see. I'm trying I'm trying to think uh there, there's something tickling the back of my brain too that I feel like I missed. Um, oh yeah, I like shout out to the uh, to Michael Jordan who's still winning because his documentary The Last Dance won an Emmy. Hell yeah, that's that good shit. And also the people that did The Last Dance are gonna do a Stone Cold Steve Austin documentary like that called The Last Beard. No, I'm just playing. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm just playing. I don't know what the hell is gonna be called. That's funny. Uh, I just figured The Last Beard would be appropriate. No, I'm, I'm, but you know, like you know, that's gonna be dope. I don't know if it's gonna be ten parts, but you know, that's gonna be amazing if that's the case. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because my thing is, I like I want to know what other stuff I haven't seen because I have all the Stone Cold Steve Austin documentaries. Right. So, right. Uh, like, what is he gonna share that you know? I don't know. That 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 you know. WWE fans or Stone Cold Steve Austin fans don't already know, so that's gonna be, so that's gonna be interesting. So, oh, like, I've been wanting to say that for a couple weeks. I just always forgot. So, yeah, right. so is there anything else? Nah, I think that about covers it. Oh, if you're into video games and stuff like that, follow my Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/hbk_illmatic, all all lowercase. So, yeah, always gotta plug that. Always gotta plug that. So, we hope you guys uh, like you know enjoy all the sports, enjoy the draft. I'm pretty sure we're gonna be talking about it uh you guys be safe because you know people still out here doing rona shit rona still around and all that good stuff you know love each other and all that good stuff we'll be back better than ever next week peace out later guys